This episode is sponsored by Free Market Kids. Join the league of families who are transforming family time into unforgettable Bitcoin learning experiences. With our Hoddle Up Bitcoin mining board game, you're not just playing. You're building bridges, creating memories, and unlocking the brilliance of the future one block at a time. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Orange Hatter. Today, you're going to be listening to my conversation with Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Welcome to the show. Thank you for sharing your story with us. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all my guests. What made you first pay attention to Bitcoin? I had heard about it through the years. And I think those were all the years I was very busy and raising my kids, like we've talked about, right? Like April 2020. It may have been March 2020. It was COVID. The world had slowed down, right? I thought the whole thing was a hoax. I couldn't believe that the world had stopped for this. I couldn't believe that Americans allowed themselves to be shut down. So I was already on heightened mistrust, right? But a uh, dear friend, and he happens to be a pastor, shared with me about Bitcoin, which is kind of a crazy source, actually, now when I think about it. But he shared with me about Bitcoin, the blockchain, and cryptocurrency. So Bitcoin wasn't necessarily anything special. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it was just lumped in there with with cryptocurrency and it was the on-ramp on ramp to cryptocurrency and basically the, what i guess what he was really sharing with me was the the blockchain concept so how did that come up i mean that's not a common topic for you to talk about with your pastor well he wasn't my pastor he was a friend and he happened to be a pastor so okay we talk about all kinds of things, yeah. but you're right. I think he had come across it like somebody and he, he had connections down in Florida. So he was probably had, you know, connections outside of our normal circle, but somehow he had just gotten into it. And so then he shared it with me. What about what he said made you kind of perk up? Yeah, I, th I think it was the, the asymmetric bet, so to speak, right? The upside potential for it. You know, he definitely talked about blockchain and the this idea of kind of this technology of the blockchain, how it was going to allow for smart contracts and you know, he used kind of some of those buzzwords. That's a really good question. I, I you know, honestly, I think it was the investment, the, you know, the potential for for returns at that point in time. If you heard that phrase, I came to make money and I stayed for the revolution or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> something like that. Like people because there's the opportunity to make money in it. And then as they started to learn about it and what it was, it's not about making money anymore. It's about what it actually represents. So I think at the time that he, he introduced it, it was like, oh, it's this cool technology. It can do this, right? Yeah, now, then as I've learned more and now I know what it's about, but it took me a while to get there. I think it took me probably a good year or so before I got there. So when he started talking to you about Bitcoin and you thought of it as an investment vehicle, what was your goal when you were considering it as an investment? What were you trying to achieve? To make money. <laughs> to make money. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If an investment involves risk, what about Bitcoin made you feel like it was worth looking at despite the volatility of the price? Because if we look at it historically, it's gone up and it's gone down. The swings are pretty dramatic. Well... Any sort of small, I mean, I used to be a financial planner before I had kids. So I've always managed our investments. And so I understand volatility. And, you know, if, you, if you're if you into, you know, what you'd call large cap, but large companies, right, they, there's less volatility. But anything new, like a small cap or a tech stock or, you know, anything new definitely has volatility to it. But 
quite honestly, I probably in the very beginning didn't understand the risks as much as I should have. You know, I lost money along the way, right? But it was worth putting some money into and then dabbling in it. It's one of those things I put, I put money into it that I could afford to lose, I guess. Right. And that is the way you, you manage risk, right? You don't put money in it that you can't afford to lose. And you um, also don't put money into it that you need in a certain time frame. So I always talk to people about that when I'm talking about Bitcoin, like because it, because it is volatile, you don't want to put money in it that you're going to need in, you know, 12 to 24, 36 months, right? Because you don't know what, where it's going to be. In the long run, we know it's going to go up, but in the, in the short run, we don't know because it is, it's volatile and it's impacted by a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you said that your background is financial planning and you've always invested your family's money. What I've been asking some homeschooling parents to think about is the notion that we tell our kids when they grow up, they are, they have one job, mostly. Most people have one job, right? They're, there's preparing themselves for a certain career and they have a job. But the truth is all of us have to have two jobs. We have one job to earn money and one job to try to keep it. So can you talk about that from a financial planet point of view with our with our current with our financial system today with our US dollars today? Why you may or may not agree with that statement? Absolutely. Our financial system today is is really difficult. You know, my, my husband and I, and I guess it's probably because I was a financial planner, you know, we, we have saved money. I have saved money from the, from the get-go, from day one since I've had it. I would put 10% away, <laughs> right? Like we have, we have been very faithful, consistent planners or savers and always, you know, saved and planned for the future. And because of what I did, like I was aware of, um, you know, what it meant to be in an IRA or, you know, that you wanted to max out your 401k and you want to take advantage of any tax benefits that you can get, just things like that. But all of that for the typical American or for, you know, the typical, typical person, that's the, that's the second job, right? Just to keep up with all of that takes a lot of time and reading and, and it's not necessarily something that people are interested in or want to do. Right. And then they end up using a financial planner for help or they don't do it (laughs) or they, or they do it and they, you know, they make mistakes along the way, but our system is fairly complex because you do have to not only save money, you have to have a rate of return on that money so that that money can hopefully, you know, there's no such thing as compounded interest rate interest when interest rates are zero, right? So, you know, you put your money in the stock market, hoping, hoping that you can get like an average 8% rate of return. You know, sometimes some years it's up, some years it's down and you just hope over to, over time, right? That you're going to get that rate of return. But with inflation, right? Like these days, you're not even, we're not even keeping pace with inflation, in, in the stock market and, and inflation, I've, I've, and I've learned a lot more about inflation in the past few years, right? I didn't fully understand what inflation was and how it was being created and, and all of that. And again, so if people, yeah, you have to, you, you're, you're, you, you have your paycheck and you're earning money just to keep, just to pay for expenses along the way, but you have, but along with that, you have to keep this enough aside to, you know, provide for retirement. And we're all going to be at that point someday where you can't, can't work. You may want to work, but you're probably going to be at a point where you can't work and you can't count on social security to be the, to be adequate for you. 
you're right on the point because I'm just thinking back to the financial advice I was given right out of college, and it was the same thing that you have said just now, which is save 10% of your money and put it in either a mutual fund or some kind of stock that you choose yourself, right? My sort of reality over the last several decades has been even when when I try to do the right thing, when there's a layoff, which my husband went through several, like every time there was a financial crisis, the layoffs would just impact hundreds of thousands of people. And unfortunately, we were included in that several times over. Every time there's a financial crisis, the layoffs will impact us. And whatever you try to save through that 10% a year and you put it in the stock market and hope that it'll keep up with, you know, the inflation rate and stuff. When you go through a financial crisis like that, it would be gone. It would be eaten up so quickly when you go through that. And then if you go through it several times, you can't, you go into a hole and then it's like, I thought I, I did all the right things. I, I studied hard. I saved 10% of what I made. And every time these people, these bankers would mess with the financial system, we pay the consequence for it. And it wipes out savings and investments when it happens over and over again, right? And it wasn't just that, you know, every time the stock market will go down, it will affect our assets. It was we now have no job kind of thing. And then I also want to reference, you know, someone else that I know who pay off her house, pay off her car, and she put her retirement in mutual fund. And when she had retired and was ready to draw her funds to live on, right around that time, value went down by 40%. And it wiped out all the earnings that she had, the 8% average that she had over the several decades that she had her money in there. And then she was afraid to withdraw the money that she needed because then they had it, once she withdraws the money, it had no more potential to go back up with the market. And she did everything right. She paid off her car. She paid off her house but now she's facing the the reality of having to sell her house in order to live on because her mutual fund that she thought would be able to support her can no longer support her so I think for me, that's my frustration because, you know, like I mentioned before, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Like, tell me the right thing to do and I will follow it. There are no guarantees and I feel like it's just been so disappointing and I I get to the point where I feel like I don't know how to tell my kids prepare for financial success because I no longer understand what the right path is. Like you have, you see these kids who become bazillionaires when they're in high school because they have a successful YouTube video, they're 16 or 17. And you see doctors who go through medical school training, become a specialist, and then they are squashed by the insurance payments. So what do I tell my kids? Go be a doctor or go be a YouTuber? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to tell them now. I, I completely understand because that's exactly where I'm at with my kids, right? Our kids are the same age. They're, we're about, to, we're launching them. Yeah. And everything that would have been sort of status quo that I would have knew, thought was the right thing to tell them, um, you know, maybe the past decade or, or whatever, right? Like none of that applies anymore. None of it. And, and you bring artificial intelligence in there and it's even more complex because every career, and I know this is off topic, but like every career is going to be affected by that. Every job, the white collar college educated jobs that like our kids would be are headed into all of that, that that's all going to look different. I have no idea where to steer them thinking with my kids, like, okay, you need to, to jump into Bitcoin, like understand that. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. 
or you better learn how to work with artificial intelligence, right? You better be able to embrace that and be able to contribute to that somehow. Otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. What Thank you for joining us today. We will continue this conversation tomorrow. Be sure to come back and hear the rest. See you next time.